Oops, the inflation figures from the European countries started kicking in yesterday and they didn't take the desired direction last month. The European Central Bank hawks are now out and pricing in higher interest rate hikes from the European Central Bank that boosts the European yields, that boosts the euro as well and makes equity investors somehow wonder if it's not time to take profit and walk away. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. Uh-oh, inflation in Europe took the wrong direction in February. The data released yesterday printed a record inflation of 7.2% in France and ticked higher to 6.1% in Spain. Both were higher than expected, of course, and, well, cranked up the hawkish European Central Bank rate hike expectations. And for the very first time, the market pricing pointed out that the European Central Bank's deposit rate would reach 4%. Next year, that's some 150 basis points higher than where it stands right now. That means that we could see more 50 basis point hikes from the ECB after the next ECB meetings, almost certain 50 basis point hike. So what does that mean for investors? Well, first, it means higher bond yields, obviously, as the hawkish European Central Bank expectations directly impact the bond yields in Europe, sending them higher. As such, well, we see that all German, French, Italian and Spanish treasury yields are at their highest levels in more than a decade now. They are indeed at the levels that they reached during the Eurozone debt crisis. So that was uh, at the start of 2010s, remember. So that's one thing. Now, higher yields are good for the euro, as we were talking about it at yesterday's episode, as they increase the interest that investors receive while holding the well, interest, better interest-bearing euro and bring some money on board. So that's perhaps why we saw the euro spike to 106.45 level against the US dollar after the data released yesterday, even though the US session boosted the US dollar appetite across the board and sent the euro dollar back below the 106 mark. Nonetheless, as I said yesterday, again, the stronger than expected inflation figures across the euro are obviously good for the euro, even if it doesn't reverse the negative trend that we see against the US dollar nowadays, as the US dollar flows are obviously way too stronger to counter for the euro, but it should at least slow the sell-off that we saw since the beginning of February. But again, as I said yesterday, well, higher than expected inflation in Europe is not necessarily good for the European stocks and European stock markets as higher European inflation means higher European Central Bank rate hikes, higher European Central Bank rates mean higher bond yields across Europe, higher bond yields mean more expensive financing for the companies in the Eurozone and more expensive financing for uh, the European companies means less projects to realize, less manufacturing, for example, less services to offer. And that in return means, well, lower activity and lower revenues for companies and businesses, though. It is quite important at this point for us to keep in mind that we are at a very, very specific point in time when a stronger euro, a stronger currency helps companies eat out 
better profits as a stronger currency makes raw material and energy costs more affordable for European businesses in the middle of an energy crisis. But other than the desired stronger euro effect, well, there is not much to be happy about for the European stocks and European stock market valuations. So what's probably next for the stock 600 index is uh, perhaps a downside correction following a 23% rally between last October and this February. Now, today we will actually get hold of the latest uh, inflation figures from Germany, along with some final manufacturing PMI data across the Eurozone country. So that's going to be this morning is going to be important to watch. And well, tomorrow morning, the Italian CPI numbers will fall in before the Eurozone flash CPI estimate for February comes in to confirm a perhaps a higher than expected inflation figure. The expectation is that inflation in the eurozone may have slowed to 8.2% from 8.6% printed a month ago or well as i said it may have not slowed as much as expected and well higher inflation combined with soft growth is the worst possible scenario when your name is Christian Lagarde and when you obviously don't have the luxury of stopping hiking the interest rates in the eurozone with your inflation running just too hot by historical means. Now elsewhere speaking of inflation, well inflation in Australia is, that was a surprise and it is way way more than expected in January. The expectation for the Australian inflation was a decline from last month's record 8.4% to 8% but the data printed earlier today in Australia pointed at 7.4% but growth also slowed in the fourth quarter. Now the Aussie dollar first dipped after the data then rebounded. The better than expected PMI data from China this time boosted the iron ore prices and that actually helped throwing a floor under the Australian dollar sell-off this morning at around the 100-day moving average which stands near 106740 level. But clearing support at this level would only take another wave of hawkish Federal Reserve pricing which would obviously boost the US dollar appetite and could send a pair like the Aussie dollar below its 100-day moving average. So the downside risks are clearly here and they are prevailing. Now speaking of the Federal Reserve hawks, the cooling US house prices for a seventh straight month and quite ugly Richmond manufacturing index that we saw yesterday actually cooled the hawkish Federal Reserve pressures out there at yesterday's trading session but the S&P 500 couldn't hold on to its gains above the 50-day moving average level and well close yesterday's session below this level. As a result well the month of February ended with a 2.7% loss for the S&P 500 and obviously with mounting pressure and mounting voices from the equity bears. JP Morgan for example said that equities are still overvalued and they're at risk of further losses as a divergence with the bond markets is yet to be closed given that obviously bonds sold off faster than equities since a couple of weeks now and well no one really understood why and what actually 
held these equities back from falling despite uh, less than ideal news. Now, likewise, City warned that sentiment towards stocks is actually becoming more and more pessimistic. And while looking at the S&P 500, the key support to watch here is the 200-day moving average that's near 39.40 level. And there are warnings out there that a fall below this level could trigger a 50 billion US dollar sell-off. So that's JP Morgan warning that elsewhere. Well, crude oil jumped at yesterday's trading session, although although the latest API data actually showed another 6.2 million barrel build last week in the U.S. crude inventories. That's again a huge, huge number. Now, the strong PMI data from China certainly helped keeping the oil bulls alert this morning, but the 50-day moving average offers, which sent a touch below the $78 per barrel level, may be quite hard to clear, defying the massive, massive of bills and the U.S. crude inventories week after week. Now, keep in mind that the more official EIA data is due today. And well, remember that last week, the EIA data was even bigger than the API release. So, just caution there. In the individual stocks, well, Target beat estimates in the fourth quarter. The stock price was actually trading down in the pre-market as company predicted a slower than expected recovery this year and, well, said that it actually considers more compelling promotions to attract uh, people, which don't necessarily increase profits, obviously. But the stock price finally ended the session with a 1% rebound as investors certainly loved the idea that Target would launch more than 10 in-home brands as more affordable options to known brands that are uh, generally more expensive. And that's exactly the way to go for a retailer when inflation is eating into people's budgets propose them alternatives and cheaper alternatives. Now, elsewhere, Zoom, on the other hand, pleasantly surprises investors in the fourth quarter with a 12% rise in its business customer count. And better, this is better, the number of companies that actually paid more than 100,000 US dollars increased by 27% in the course of last quarter. So that's obviously quite impressive when you think that the new trend is being called back to go back to the office. So that surprise surge in uh, Zoom demand pushed revenue and profit for the company above the market expectations. And that, combined with the promise of an upcoming AI like ChatGPT, for example, that Microsoft is now integrated into its Teams platform, sent the stock price 1% higher at yesterday's trading session. Yes, 1% higher is not much when you think that these technology stock prices could rally by 10 or even 20% after the quarterly results, but at least a sell-off was avoided yesterday. And what could actually save Zoom is, well, people's envy to keep a flexible working schedule in terms of geography and firms shifting a part of their office budgets to Zoom. So if that's the case, well, we could actually see Zoom shares recover gradually. Now, at the current prices, the share price is still trading with the 87% discount to the pandemic high. So it's not going to be tomorrow that we will see these levels, but catching a dip at the current levels, at least on a long-term chart, may not be that complicated. Now, last but not least, well, Rivian stock tanked 10% in the after-hours trading yesterday on mixed fourth quarter results and lower than expected production outlook from the company for this year. 
AOE when you claim a market valuation worthy of the greatest of the automotive sector like Ford or GM, well, you must produce more than 50,000 vehicles a year. This is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.